I do still allow myself to get a little mad on the course. I call it like a bitch zone. So it's like (laughs) from the moment that I put my club back into my bag and let go of the club, I have to let it go. Right. So I may hold on to that club for 20 seconds and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. But as soon as I let go of it, when it goes in the bag, I'm done. I can't bitch anymore. I have to keep going and I have to like, (laughs) exactly. We've left the bitch zone. We're moving on. We're being positive because I'm not someone that can just not care. It's like an an emotional support, like guardrail for yourself. Yeah. I I will hold on to this club as long as I need to, to get Mm -hmm. this emotion out. Then once I release it, I also release the emotion. That's beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. nah that's fire there's another side to good health and that's good mental health so good to see you guys again yeah we um i feel like the first time we ever all of us ever spoke was at the adidas event Mm -hmm. uh, in new york Yeah. yeah That's right. Wait, what? We did. Yeah, yeah. up in the Bronx, right? Is that what That's it was? right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that was a God. wild event. It was, was a, it was like 135 degrees. Yes, it was. So hot. Oh my God, so hot. So hot. They had us in that um, old mansion with, with no ventilation mm-hmm. whatsoever. No yep. ventilation and like more. I've, I've definitely never been around as many ghosts as I think all of us <laughs> had been around that day. Like there were, that was a haunted house for sure. Yeah. We were just making up stories about like who was murdered there, who, what they did with the body, and where the bodies were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And when the most recent murder was. I was going to say how many of the murders occurred within the last, I don't know, hundred years. Do we think? Yeah, yeah. Lots of murders before that, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think over-indexed on (laughs) past a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. still a few speckled in the last hundred years for sure. A mm-hmm. huge spike, like right around the Industrial Revolution. Oh, yeah, yes. good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were throwing bodies around. around Absolutely, the they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is an unhinged start. Um, <laughs> Great, uh, I, I guess uh, th- to 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 accent the the New York of it all, um, Maddie, you're a, you're a New York resident, I believe, as well. Yep. Where Where's your favorite place to play golf in New York? Famously, a difficult. Golf, golf city. So where do you like to get out around here? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I'm blanking on the name. What is it out in um, Brooklyn? Um, there's a couple of really good ones. There's one that has a nice view of the water. Um, like with the Marine Park. Yeah, I like Marine Park. And then um, there's another one like deep, deep, um, like directly south of Manhattan. Um, Norm- yeah, Diker. That's right. So we used to have um, an event that we would play every fall at Diker. And it was like, you know, beginner golfers and we would get them out. Um, it was ended up being like 40 or 50 people um, the last year that we did it. Bradford, was the was the only time that you've ever played golf in New York when you came out here in November? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Well, you yeah. got to you got to drive out to the course that day, which I is did, a luxury yeah. that most <laughs> of New York golfers. We played C-Wayne. um Sea Wayne Country Club in okay. Long Island, which our mutual friend Liz Breed Shankaney as a uh she's the director the of instruction out there. The best. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. But for most of us, Bradford, this is an education for you most of all. It's two trains and a lift, or uh, yeah. a train and a bus and a lift, or you know, any combination of those, yo, those modes of yeah. transportation to get you to a municipal golf course. Although I will say getting out to Bethpage, I'd be remiss to not say that Bethpage is one of my favorite courses too, because getting 100%. out there is actually pretty easy. As long as you can find a direct line into Grand Central, it is like one train. You don't have to even transfer sometimes. And then, yeah, you have to get the Uber, but it's like a nine minute ride. Not that bad. And it's worth it for Bethpage. Bethpage Absolutely. is special. Yeah. Damn. I saw this video uh this summer, the backup on the first tee. I, like it was like a summer round, you know, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And every everybody was out. Everybody yeah. was out. That feels um awful to me to see. 
to have everyone lined like behind the tea box like yes. that, the first tea. Yeah. Dear yeah. Lord, I just want to reach through the screen and put a <laughs> hand on both of your shoulders. <laughs> uh, I feel for you. I really yeah. do. The worst is if you do that last round of the day because people have already finished. So they're, they've got their drinks on the patio. So it's not even as bad as people who are waiting to tee off that are watching and they're excited. It's like they it's got a couple of drinks in them. They're not afraid to. They're not afraid to heckle you to chirp you. They're feeling oh, punchy. They let, oh, they let yeah. it fly. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I would like that. Oh would really? You? Would you give it? Yeah, that? I wanna, feel like you want to prove something. Yeah, yeah. Want to yeah, stick okay. one close? Okay, cool. Yeah, like that. and then Harry Higgs take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> On the first team. <laughs> On the first, the first tee. tee, yeah, that is that's yeah. a kiss of death for a golf round. If you've ever heard one, <laughs> it's only going to go bad from there. <laughs> so you work for Golf Digest. You've worked there for a, a couple years. Obviously, odd odd time to be in journalism at all, let alone golf journalism. So much happening in the world mm-hmm. of golf. I want to take it back though. Where did it start for you? What was the what was a moment that you fell in love with the game of golf? Where did it start and and who, if anyone, was like the, the connective tissue for you? Yeah. Well, I grew up playing ice hockey in North Carolina, which is, you know, not the most optimal place to play hockey. Not a lot of sure. ice time. And if there is, we were traveling a lot for um, games. And <clears throat> I think I got into high school and I was still playing hockey, thinking about, you know, what it would take for me to play hockey collegiately. And, you know, I was 4'11 and a half, I think, going into my freshman year of high school. So I was tiny. Um, And all these coaches were super nice. They're like, you know, if you grow a little more, if you work on your stick handling. But I think we all knew that it was um, not really my path of destiny. Um, So 5'11 and skates. (laughs) Yeah. 5'11 and skates. Yeah. 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 Put the boosters on me. It gives you Mm -hmm. you like three inches. (laughs) Maybe that's why I like you. That's solid. (laughs) <laughs> um, the unfortunate thing is that it gives everyone three inches so right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> i know and those girls some of them were like six foot and yeah to go up against that was tough um but i started playing golf because my dad encouraged me to join a sport that was um, through our high school and so there was a local course with a couple of really good um pga lpga professionals um like teaching pros And they dedicated a lot of their time, but it was really going into my sophomore year that um, I was like fell in love with the game. So I went to this Duke golf camp that was on the Duke campus. You stayed in the dorms um, and we just played golf every single day from like when you woke up at 8 a.m. You were on the course to night. Like we were still doing drills in the hallways, you know, putting and stuff. And I think just getting to practice it and like such a like very focused amount of time. Like it was really focused practice. And I saw myself get better over that week. And then golf became fun because I didn't suck anymore. I mean, I still was (laughs) bad, (laughs) but I understood why the misses were happening. And I really made some connections that week, some light bulb moments. And I went home and I told my dad, like, I I don't know if I want to play hockey anymore. I think I want to play golf. And my dad, his two sports, you know, at that time were hockey and golf. So he was kind of like, all right, (laughs) awesome. Out with Uh, one, in with the other. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. And I would say he's the person that made me fall in love with the game just because um, he was always encouraging of me. He never like pushed me into it. I think he knew I'd be good at it, but he didn't ever want to like force me into it. I tried lessons when I was little, thought it was really boring. And then kind of came back around and uh, now he got his wish i'm still playing golf <laughs> i played in college and then um after college i worked for um this smaller um golf design company line loft they're out of raleigh north carolina oh, yeah. and made some really good connections in golf through that job and then um ended up taking kind of like one step back to take two steps forward. Um, I did an internship at the AJGA. So I was one of the older interns that they had on staff. I think there were a couple of like 19 year olds and then I was 24. So it felt (laughs) like very different lives, but it was probably the best summer that I've had. Um, And that was really what uh, inspired me to continue to try and work in golf. I think I lost my way a little bit, but AJGA helped me find it back and um, kind of 
smoothly transitioned, applied for the job like at the tail end of that and got the job at Digest four years ago. So here I am. I don't know if dad is still with us, but if so, do you still engage with him on the golf course? Do you still get to go out and play with him? And if so, what is that experience? Yeah. Um, So he is, and he is a grinder. So he (laughs) has been a very good golfer for a very long time. And to this day, I've not been able to beat him. Um, So he, yeah. Yeah, I know. There's still, there's still time. time. He's getting older. Yeah. Okay. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll <laughs> but happen. he knows how to play mind games. That's where he gets me. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um, but he is always just practicing. Like he, I don't think like he'll be in the hallway taking a call for work and he's like chipping one handed. So guy never <laughs> stops. I love that. I'm interested in, in what golf camp was like. Like, yeah. Yeah. I never did um, golf camp. I was always a soccer camp kid. Yeah, uh, and know what those connections were like. Uh, can you can you recall any of those those memories? Maybe a core memory was made during golf camp. You said you made some some lasting connections. What are yeah. some of those like early memories you have from those experiences? Yeah, so there was um, a couple of coaches that they had that went there. Um, I think the ECU coach that we worked with, I think it was Kevin Weeks at the time. I think that's his name. I might be wrong there. Hold on, I'm trying to remember. Um, what his last name is, but coach Kevin basically is what he was known to us as. And, um, he was incredible. He broke down the golf swing for me. Um, and we would have, um, lessons like swing lessons throughout the day and they would have you transition or transition from different station to different station. So you'd have like a swing, like focused lesson where they would take a video, help you work out the kinks, and then give you something to work on, you go hit balls. And then there was like a short game station and a putting station. And one of the biggest like light bulb moments I had was actually with putting. Um, Coach Kevin told me that I should use a line on my golf ball. And so I tried it and then I started making a lot more putts. And I think using the line helped me once he told me, use the line and then line up the club face, this line on the back of your putter to that line. And I saw a lot more roll in and um, I still didn't really have like good touch, but he kind of taught me the fundamentals of chipping. And um, I think the short game is what really came together and it made it fun because if you work from the short game to your full swing, I think you make a lot more connections that way Mm -hmm. versus trying to learn the full swing into short game, you know, because short, if you go from full swing to short game, you're going from trying to hit as hard as you can. Yeah. <laughs> to like now you have to be really delicate. Right. Uh, which is tough. Yeah, that is tough. Yo, we need golf camp for adults. <laughs> I want somebody I want somebody to take me to preferably Duke's campus uh, golf course and uh <laughs> take videos of my swing. Coach and, Kevin. And Coach yeah. Kevin, where you well, at, boy? I, I we ask this question to almost everyone who comes on the show, Maddie, and I'm curious to mm-hmm. to tap into that Duke camp era for you. If you had the opportunity to play a round of golf with a younger version of yourself, maybe that version of yourself Ooh. who went to Duke camp, what do you think the conversation on the course would sound like? Not even the advice necessarily, but mm. just what would you talk to that version of Maddie about? Ooh. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's hard to not want to give yourself advice, right? Looking back on things. Um totally. I think I was, I had a lot of fun with it. At that point in my golf career, I was still so new that like, I didn't even know what a good shot and a bad shot was, right? Like as long as it hit the green, I would be like, oh, good shot. Um, And I wish I could tap back into that, honestly, like that just, okay, well, I hit a fairway, good shot. Okay. I hit the green, good Mm -hmm. shot. You know, like just get back to those roots. Um, But I think I would definitely want to tell myself that as you get better, you're going to want to care and you're going to have a lot of ego attached to your game and at the end of the day it's so easy for people to tell you to not care um but to just try and remember that who you are when you get off of the golf course um you know you want to stay true to that person when you're playing because i used to get so mad and so frustrated and Looking back on it, I'm more disappointed because I think I did a disservice to myself. Like, I'm sure there are girls out there that are like, oh, my God, Maddie McClary has a temper. That girl is crazy. Because I mm. did. I, w- I get so mad. Um, yeah. And I think just like when I was on the course, you know, 
with sports, if you play a team sport like hockey or soccer or basketball or football, whatever, who you are on the field is not who you are when you step off the field. Mm. But when you're like, I don't know, a junior golfer, it, the two are still very intertwined. Um, yeah. And I had a coach that, I mean, like back then, um, if, if he had told me the advice a little sooner, I think it would have helped. But he was like, don't be the asshole. Don't be the person no one wants to play with again. You Oof. can be the worst golfer on the planet and people will still want to play with you again. But if yeah. you are a jerk, you will never get another invite. And I, and like, honestly, it was the advice I needed in that moment. And the other advice was from my dad. um, And that was to just, you're not good enough to get that mad. And it wasn't a mean way. It was just, you know, if you haven't been practicing, don't get that mad. Like you haven't been putting in enough time. Like you shouldn't expect those results. And once you have been practicing that much, like, why are you getting mad? Like, you know, what's going wrong. Just keep moving. Like, don't worry about it. So I guess that's what the conversation would sound like. And then I think just, I don't know, just I'd want to talk to her about high school. I kind of, I miss having no responsibilities (laughs) (laughs) and just like what the mindset was back then. I'm sure I could learn a lot from younger me. Mm. Um, So I just ask her. Now that's really good advice though, to give uh, a young athlete. It's like, you're, you're not good enough yet to, have the stakes be as high as they are like mm-hmm. to, yeah. to you, you know? Yeah. Primary reason we're out here is to have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and we can build on top of that. Like once you, once you get the fundamentals down, we can, we can work with that, but take it easy on yourself. We're not getting mm-hmm. paid out. That's the, that's like the evo- adult version of it. We're not getting paid out here. Come Absolutely. Yes. Drop another ball. <laughs> drop, drop yeah. another ball. Yeah. No. Okay. Come on, drop near me. Don't try and hit Literally. the rough. Yeah, we, we are not getting paid. <laughs> let's yeah. move it. In fact, you're paying to play. So <laughs> right. let's enjoy it. Let's have and a good exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. If oh, you fuck your point. club up trying to hit off the cart path, nobody is going to replace it except yes. you. It's going to come out of your pocket. Yeah. Drop yeah. that ball. Drop that ball, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. It is funny though, isn't it? Like, um, I, I see it all. I still see it all the time. People... Uh, engage with a much different version of their, themselves when they hit the golf course some the the evil comes out the the yeah, the, yeah. um and i don't know what that is we've talked about the uh, on this podcast a ton about you know we the 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 terrible things that people will say to themselves that they would never say to anyone else in Ever. any other social environment uh-uh. oh the, yeah you just become a tape recorder regurgitating what you've heard other people say to themselves on the golf course and it just sort of self-perpetuates and it's scary you know it's like to to yeah. look at yourself and be like why am i why am i treating myself like an asshole right now yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i would never talk this way to anyone else um yeah so why am i doing that but definitely a valuable piece of advice for a young person a junior golfer to to hear you want to yeah. get the invite again you want to be fun to play with yes absolutely and that's what coaches look for i mean that is yeah. such like a i mean coaches look for scores. Let's be honest. Like they're not going to be like, you know, they're shooting 80, but they're such a blast to have on the golf course. Like, no, that's not winning championships. But if you have the scores and it comes down to you and another person and one person is going to be just incredible in the locker room, pumping everyone up and just Mm -hmm. so fun and positive and doesn't let it get them down. They're going to be more coachable and they're going to be bringing their teammates up versus like that other person. Like you said, if they have that like mean, evil energy towards themselves, mm-hmm. like it's going to seep out. Like, I don't know. I just. Yeah. Unless you go important. to Immaculata University like me and you could shoot 90 and still be on the team. Well, I mean, trust me, my, my average was not good. I was just good <laughs> enough to get the free stuff. All right, let's be clear. Hey, you're amongst family. You're amongst family right now. Yeah. We, we've said this before. Um, bless bad golf programs because they allowed us to play. Yes. Like we need more. Yep. We need more bad golf more programs. More bad golf programs. Please. Mm-hmm. Poor. Poor, someone poor. has to come in dead last. Some, and don't, you want them to, don't you want them to look good while they're doing it and have yes. fun? Somebody yeah. has to do, do it. Why yep. not us? Absolutely. Why not us? Yeah. <laughs> I love this for us. I really do. I feel seen. 
<laughs> I feel heard. I feel validated. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for that, Maddie. <laughs> of, oh, of course. <laughs> um, what what do you what do you enjoy most about what you do? Ooh. I think I mean I just like being creative. So it brings kind of the love of golf and the love of creativity together. And for me, there's nothing better. Like I love trying to think of a cool, so I write for the instruction side of golf digest. So I love trying to think of like a fun way to break down instruction so that it's like something new, right? Because we've all seen the old instruction tapes. We've all heard the like old school instruction, um, and read it probably, um, but it's just fun to like come up with new ways to explain the golf swing, maybe break down how chipping should feel or a mental mm. game tip or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like you're writing for your dad, the grinder. <laughs> yeah. The person I, no, who's honestly, always tweaking. If I'm like kind of stuck on an idea, I call him and I'm like, Oh, would you read this? And he's like, yeah, I think I would. And that gives oh, me amazing. you know, the confidence to keep going with it or, ditch it or change it or whatever i love that i love that that's great that's a good little collab you should get a byline oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure he would love one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what does golf for you look like if you're if you're trying to go out and have a round of golf for maddie and mm-hmm. like we what we call like birthday golf what does golf on your birthday Ooh. look like where is it? Who's okay. it with? What's the vibe? Who's on the ox cord? That kind of thing. So my birthday is late April. So I do normally get to have a birthday golf round. I normally try That's to play on my birthday. Honestly, it comes out of the people. So I've had birthday golf where I play it with, on a really good course with people who I don't know very well. Maybe I met them through work and I've played golf on the worst dog track that you've ever seen, (laughs) you know, like there's more like dead spots, like just mud patches and like no grass. Um, I mean, it is April in New York. So what more do you expect from a public course up here? Um, but I played like a, you know, really shitty golf course with some of the best people. And I think that those rounds are the ones that I have the most fun and I enjoy the most. Um, you know, you're not really worried about like where the ball's going. You're just out there to have like be in nature have good conversation with friends maybe listen to some good music grab a hot dog at the turn um so i think it comes down to like those little things like i mean people are a big thing but the other little things are just you know can we have fun can we listen to music on the course can we like record our swings without people like breathing down your neck because i don't want to be rushed you want a buffer yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not definitely. a slow golfer, but if I can play slow and I have the time personally, why am I not going to enjoy the day? You yeah. know, Savor that's it. my thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't play slow, but don't rush me. Yeah, that yeah. that old Maddie might come out. You if like I that. <laughs> <laughs> the hockey, the hockey side, hockey Maddie, <laughs> yeah, 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 Just junkyard Maddie. <laughs> Yeah. Don't play slow, play deliberately. Let's hit some of our meat and potato questions. A GGT house favorite. Maddie, what are some of your favorite golf smells? Ooh, well, I love the smell after it like freshly rains. I don't know what it is, but like after the rain has gone and it's like a little bit warm. I know it kind of like smells a little bit like metallic. A little yeah. bit, just a little, a little bit. Funky, little funky. Little, too. Like it's not a good smell. Like I, yeah. I, I wouldn't want it in a candle. But there's right. just something about being at the golf course. You're like waiting. It's like a rain delay, right? You get out of the car, and they're like, "All right, rain's gone. You can go out." And you just smell it. And you're like, "Let's go!" Like I love yeah. that smell. There's a word for that smell. Um, oh really? It's, it's my favorite. Stink. It's my favorite golf smell, and it's also one of my favorite words. It's called petrichor. You should look it up and try and work it into yeah. an article. Oh, right. Petrichor. okay. All right. I will have to look that up. Oh, might have added yeah. a new word to my vocabulary. Excellent. If I can remember how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too scared. And then when you pull up to the either the cart girl or, or the cart person, you know, men can work the cart too if they want. Absolutely. Get your money, make Absolutely. your tips, wear I'm some short shorts, before. some five inch inseams <laughs> on the course. 
Come um, on. Stop talking about me. Minimum. Um, <laughs> Five inch so minimum. You get up to that like halfway house or the person that's like running the bev cart and you can smell the hot dogs. Like, oh my gosh, I just love like, I just know that there's going to be a hot dog. They've got mustard. Mm. Bad day to be Those a hot dog. Mine. Bad mm. day to be a hot dog. Do you mm-hmm. go mustard only? I do ketchup and mustard. Okay. But sometimes they, they don't have mustard, which is like, right. that should be against That's the law. That's criminal. Criminal. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, yeah. criminal. You got to at very jail. least have mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Something about rain, though. Like, mm. outside of the golf context, that smell, whatever rain does to, to surfaces, mm-hmm. is, <laughs> is it, it's heavenly. Like, mm-hmm. The smell of rain on the on the asphalt. Oh yes! In the summer, when in the, the rain stops, and and steaming, and the yes, steam, and, and the then steam comes up. The steam is like the smoke signal to you and your friends that it's okay to go outside and play again. Oh yeah, you're Ooh. like oh, you get on AIM, you're like oh, I felt that who too. Wants to play, who wants to play manhunt? And you're yeah. like, let's go, let's go, let's go ride our bikes. Yeah. You like ride your bike to your friend's house. Thank you for saying manhunt. My God, I have not thought about manhunt since the Obama administration, at least. That's wild. I need to play manhunt like today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play on your birthday. Would fuck. That's oh my God. That would yo. That would go kind of yes. That would go kind of nuts. Yeah, rain. Mm. Rain is just. It just ha- it just has that power, that property of just uh, highlighting certain notes and 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 <laughs> undertones on, on its surfaces. And golf is just oh, that smells magnificent. We're gonna change your <laughs> mind about about not wanting that in a candle, though. Just FYI. Oh, oh, really? Um, do you have it in a candle? We do. Yeah, we don't not have it in a candle. We don't not have it in a candle. <laughs> We don't not have it in a candle. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're for real. It's so it's burned, weird. It's burned all the way down, but it's yeah, right mine is gone, gone. Oh my gone, god, gone. I love that. It's got a bunch of quarters in it now. Yeah, <laughs> you burned it straight. I burned down. It straight down to the wick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> straight to the glass. Oh my um, gosh, I love that. Okay, say say you are pulling up to the first tee at the alumni Duke golf camp golf tournament. Uh, <laughs> and they allow you to choose a song to tee off with a song that gets you pumped up right before you hit that first tee shot. What do you go? Okay. So I feel like there's a method to the madness here. You can't choose something that's going to get you too overhyped. Totally. So, right. There's a walk-up song for baseball. Cause you're trying to go yard, right? Like you're mm-hmm. trying to hit it hard, Yeah, yeah. but with your drive, you still have to be a little controlled. It's so tough. I think, yeah, yeah, I think I would go with, so this is the song I listen to when my swing feels like out of whack, when I, my tempo is off, I listen to kick push by Lupe fiasco. Ooh. What a great fucking song. Hell yeah. Maddie. And I just tell what? myself like kick in the backswing, push and through swing. And I go kick. Push. Yo, Kick, you just did push, you just did coast. something. <laughs> Damn. You just, you just did something. I'm telling wow. you. It's 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 a good one. Okay. That's going on Old the GGT walkups playlist. <laughs> and I will share with you. Thank you. Um enjoy it. Tell your friends. Cherish it. God, what a good that's also a really good swing tempo song. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to imagine that's probably somewhere the first between Lupe like that we've had on the on the thousand percent, thousand yeah. percent. It's got to be it? between like ninety so. and and uh, hundred beats per minute. Yeah, type situation, it's which is slow. a perfect swing. It's yeah. great though, and like I listen to it on the course sometimes when I'm like needing to get in the zone, you know, because like at this point it feels like white noise sometimes because I've listened to it so mm. much. All right. Well, let's say let's say kick push gets you in the zone. You mm-hmm. you go out there and you win the damn thing. The universe, the Ooh. Duke University is is proud to call you a champion of the mm-hmm. uh, the alumni tournament. They invite you back the following year, 
and you get to host a champion's dinner in your honor. Ooh. What's on the menu at your champion's dinner? Well, I mean, it's Duke camp in North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, so I'd have to go with barbecue. And Hell like yeah. all of the, all, and I would actually, I would do barbecue. And then there's another place called Dame's Chicken and Waffles. And it's the best fried chicken I've ever had. And mm. it was founded in Durham. And then there was a location at my school and at UNCG in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I ate Dane's like, you know, as frequently as I could, it was a very packed restaurant, Um, but it would definitely be like some barbecue and then Dane's chicken and waffles, everything else. Cause that almond butter is almond, or I think it's like almond vanilla butter is just like incredible you put it on you put it on the chicken or you put it on, on the, the waffle on on the waffle on you put the chicken with it and then some syrup in there yep well okay. i've never had almond butter on chicken waffles that's me either. well it's Sounds not different. normal almond butter though it's like butter with like almonds and like vanilla <gasps> oh, in it yeah so it's wow. like whipped butter that they make Yo? in the back yeah and they don't share their fried chicken recipe with anyone. Nor like, should they. If you work I there, I don't even think you get it. I think you have to be like a chef to get it. Yeah. It's like uh, the Jersey Shore had uh, the Fudgy Wudgy Man. Mm-hmm. And Excuse me? When you go to <laughs> the Fudgy Wudgy Man is, a, is like an ice cream cart that would that would push up and down this shore. And Weird. Fudgy Wudgy Man t-shirt was like the thing that mm-hmm. everybody wanted. You could only get the T-shirt. They never sold the T-shirt. Only way you could get it is if you were an employee. And if you oh, were wow. caught out out in the streets with a fudgy wudgy T-shirt, you would you would get grilled. Like No way. You get what, that? what summer did you work? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I was there last summer. Like, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. That's wow. nice. That type shit. That's so like stolen valor shit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Stolen valor. Yeah, yes. you can go to jail for yeah. wearing a, a fudgy wudgy shirt and not having. Oh yeah. It. So <laughs> shout out dames. There is a location in um, Cary, North Carolina, which is my hometown. Now they have a location there. And, I know um, Cary. And if you're going down for the U.S. Open this year, might be hey, a nice plug. little pit stop to make. Yeah. Will you be there? We for the U.S. Open this year. Um. I will definitely go down. Yeah. I mean, it's an hour from my parents' house. So why would I not? Yeah. It's Pinehurst. Um, What are the, what are the barbecue sides that you cannot miss? What are the, what are the absolute Mm -hmm. must have sides on the plate? Okay. So if it's from dames, then I would say they have really good greens, like collard greens. They're really good. Mm -hmm. They're a little spicy. I think if I remember correctly, they put like bacon, put bacon in them which is incredible. Um, Nice touch. Mac and cheese for sure. Um, And then this is going to be a controversial take. Okay. But this is only with barbecue. I do like coleslaw. All right. So don't judge me. I like coleslaw and I like it. Is that a hot take? Is that a controversial thing? Some people don't like it. Some people are Some people really don't fuck with coleslaw. That you like coleslaw is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I need... I need something cold, yeah, and and a little and uh, acidic, a little crunchy, acid. and it's and little, it's crunchy, like has a nice yeah. crunch yeah. to it. Yeah, gotta cut okay. through that fat with the acid. pickles, you know. I feel yes. safe here. <clears throat> I'm in a very safe space here. It's you, a safe you space. absolutely yeah. are. You and then if, are. if if they've got like um, potato salad, I can I can do a little bit on the side there. I don't mind potato salad okay. either. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's not my not favorite. That that's for sure. But like, it would be an honorable mention. Right, like okay. if I'm pulling yeah. up to Dames and I want the sampler kind mm-hmm. of situation, mm. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get everything. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to love everything, but I need to know what I need to know what the what the tea is at Dames. Right. So, yeah. Right. All right. True. I'm with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Okay. Moving back to uh, more of a sensory space. Close your eyes and tell us what are some of your favorite golf sounds. Okay. Ball hitting the bottom of the cup. Definitely. Gosh. Um, like a really flushed iron out of the rough. Has to be out of the rough, though. Like a ooh, flyer. Ooh. Like a flyer iron. A flyer light. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like a That's little so muted. I like that one. You get the you get the the you get the mm-hmm. the, 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 the little thwack yeah. sounds. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. But it's like really it's muted version of it. You yes. Know? It's like, oh, it's so nice. And it feels it's almost really like a, good. It's like a, like almost like a, a compressed clap. Like, yeah. Yes. And it's, all, it, yeah, exactly. You get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that would be a big one. Um, Joe Parent would have lost his mind on that. Joe Parent would have exploded. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> he, uh, he introduced us to so he he works in a very like sensory way he helps I, people identify what their sensory proclivities are i guess you right. could say like yeah. what how, what gets people into their flow states um oh, and for okay. some people it's visualizing like seeing seeing where a shot is going to go mm-hmm. for others including myself it's auditory it's like thinking about what a sound what sound you want this shot to to make and then visualize that okay. sort of or hear that in your mind. So yeah, huh. we, we were going That's so interesting. So are you guys yeah. audit so you're auditory then? Bradford Learning. Connor's an auditory. I'm a, you're, I'm a you're visual both auditory? Person. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I think I'm a visual person. Because sometimes yeah, I like you to also close my eyes, Bradford too. Yeah. Right? Very yeah, oh, very feel, feel. Okay. like yeah. physical, physical feeling. Yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like if I'm being taught, if I'm being instructed I would want my instructor to help put my body in the position that I'm supposed to be in. Yeah. Okay. I get like that. I want to, I want to get it into my nervous system, you know, mm. yeah, so yeah. that I can, so that I can repeat it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit of that. Like that. it's more of like that. You have to do it in order to feel it yes. kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like in yeah. school, if I were, I were being taught, you know, how to do, how to cross multiply, Mm-hmm. After after like two or three times of explaining it, I'd be like, "All right, got it. Please stop talking. I need to practice." Yes, yeah, no, same. <laughs> I need to same do it myself. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. I yeah. I physically wish I could turn my ears off so I don't have to hear you anymore. I just need to do it. <laughs> yes, no, it's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's like once you get into your flow state, that's so funny because like I bought these noise canceling headphones that are like big and obnoxious, and when I'm mm. at work, once I get like. All it takes is for me to have like the right sentence or whatever. And then it's like, boom, I'm in it. And then I put my headphones on and I'm like, Ooh. no one talked to me. No one Hell talked. Yeah. And then they can see me like working and then less people come up and they like are not as chatty or whatever if we're in the office. <laughs> yeah, or if yeah, I'm at yeah, home, yeah. you know, work from home when you're home with your parents and mom's like, I brought you a snack. Do you want to talk for five minutes? You're like, I'm sorry, mom. I got to keep going. Not now, chief. I'm in the fucking zone. That, <laughs> right, so there's, yeah, exactly. there's like, don't even look at me. <laughs> <laughs> there's so that that's actually really interesting though so when you're writing a when you're writing a piece there will be one one sentence or maybe even one word or one phrase that will like yeah. lock you into a run of something and you'll you'll get it out that way yeah yeah i feel like <clears throat> it's normally hard for me to start my the web stories or whatever that i write or an article but once i start yeah. it it's like okay i can power through it and sometimes it takes a minute yeah. for me to figure out what it so i just I do like, what is it like the scribble method or whatever. So I just like write a bunch of things out and then you just, and then from there you figure it out. So I love that. What, Mm -hmm. what else is, is key to your process when you're writing or working? Like what, what does the environment have to be like? Where do you like to write? Um, How do you like to do your research, et cetera? So I can write from pretty much anywhere um, as long as it's quiet. Uh, But with, that's the beauty of noise cancellation. Like even these, like my AirPods or whatever, they're so good at just drowning out the little like white noise that I'll hear. Like, I mean, living in New York city, like we have like jackhammers going on our street today. And literally they're putting in a new floor above my head right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And it's, it's very distracting, (laughs) but if I can like get into a quiet like space, even just like make my own quiet space, then I'm pretty good. Um, and I would say, since I work mostly with teachers, I like to record our calls. I always let them know, you know, oh, hey, this is going to be on the record. Yeah. I'm, you know, recording the call, whatever. And then um, I just like to pull quotes from that. And I think re-listening to the interview helps me form the story even better, right? So once I listen mm-hmm. to it again and like start typing out their quotes, it really sticks in my brain. And then I can start to like piece it together. So interesting yeah it's always it's always funny to hear like from a from a journalism perspective you know you hear so much about like creative writing processes and different spaces that people need to be in like late at night or super early in the morning or anything like that but from a journalism perspective where like 
you have, maybe you don't have like a quota of articles that you have to write, but you have to write articles. Like you have to get it done. So it's like you yeah. better be comfortable working in any kind of environment to a certain degree. That's it. Yeah. I think the hardest part about writing for me with journalism is I have this need to be perfect and this need to be a perfectionist mm. and like, I want to make sure that I'm quoting people exactly what they said or that, and yeah. that is still true, but like you can kind of work a quote where like you can break it up so that it is explained or you can use the first half of it and you don't have to include that second half if it's like a long yeah. quote. Um, and then I think the biggest part for me learning was just like, get it down on paper, even if it's not pretty, even if it's not like ready to send at the end of you writing it, like just get it down because it's going to be so much harder if you try to figure out what's going to be like the perfect intro. You're never going to get the intro done. Like you're mm -hmm. never going to get anything mm -hmm. written. Um, so fighting sure. kind of like, I guess a little bit of that ego, I would say is probably similar to like on the golf course, right? You want to be perfect on yeah. the course. And I'm sure other people experience it in their job. They're like, oh, I want to do this right. And sometimes you just got to get it done. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Just do yeah. the thing. I guess tying that back into our conversation earlier about um, anger on the golf course. How do you feel like you've evolved as a, not just as a golfer, as like your skill, but like as a person to play golf with or mm -hmm. around? Where do you feel yeah. like you have, yeah, you've evolved in that setting? Well, I would say the biggest thing that I've learned um, is probably patience, um, patience with others, patience with myself, um, mm. and then just patience for the game. So I know that a lot of people say that like golf is about patience and like the best golfers are patient. And I don't think I understand, I understood what that meant when I was first beginning. And even when I would get mad, people would say like, Oh, you know, you just have to have more patience. And I would be like, well, I'm waiting to be good. I don't know what you mean. I'm, I'm not good yet. I have all the patience. <laughs> um, but now that I have patience, it's like patience to not let your ego get in the way, right? Like, okay, I, I messed up with that chip. Um, I do still allow myself to get a little mad on the course. I call it like a bitch zone. So it's like <laughs> from the moment that I put my club back into my bag and after I let go of the club, I have to let it go, right? So I may hold mm. on to that club for 20 seconds and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But as soon as I let go of it, when it goes in the bag, I'm done. I can't bitch anymore. I have to keep going and I have to like, exactly. We've left the bitch zone. We're moving Wait. on. We're being positive because I'm not I someone that, that can just not care. Yeah. It's like a, so, it's like I a, um, well, th this is a segue into our, our, uh, our other meat potato question, but it's like an, an emotional support, like guardrail for yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah. I will hold on to this club as long as I need to to get mm -hmm. this emotion yeah. out. Yeah. Then once I release it, I also release the emotion. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nah, that's fire. I love that. And it works. It really does. Cause like I used to have coaches that would say, Oh, you just can't care. Or like people would tell me, um, oh, you just need to be even keel. And I didn't understand that because I was like, Bro, I like, can't hit up. a bad shot up. and not feel something. <laughs> shut up. Right? Yeah. And like, yeah. I even had a coach that would be like, you just need to be positive. Like, you never know if you're going to hull out. Like, I dunked one in the water and she goes, you don't know if the next one's going to go in. And I was like, <laughs> I almost said her name. <laughs> I wanted to be like, seriously, are you kidding me? What are we talking about here? I'm not going to hull out. What are we talking about <laughs> I'm I'm ten over right now. The wind is blowing in my face. I should be able to be a little <laughs> mad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I love that you give that to yourself. Mm. Yeah. That that is that is self care. Mm -hmm. That that For is sure. yeah. I mean, golf is a is a selfish sport it is an individual pursuit it is mm -hmm. it is you and your clubs against this course you have to find those ways in those pockets to self-soothe on the yeah. go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I love and use that. self-centeredness to as an advantage. Yes. Yeah. And then it yes. doesn't take away from anyone else because you're not carrying on. Exactly. You're not carrying because the worst is when you try to pretend you don't care, right? Like we've all seen it and we've all felt it too. Yeah. We've all probably experienced it where you hit a bad Both shot and then you just try to bottle it up. You're like, nope, I'm it's not fine. gonna care. It's fine. And these people like when I play with people that do this now, and I'm guilty of it. So I'm not judging, I'm just observing. But from what I see, oh my God, it's like, I can't even imagine what people thought about me. They look like mm. they are about to set the place off, right? Like they get yeah. so mad. And then it's like, A, you're carrying that negative like headspace with you. So like you're not allowing yourself to have like the resilience, which is mm-hmm. needed in golf. You need to be a little positive and a little bit like delusional. You got to be a little delulu mm-hmm. out on the golf course and be delulu like, Delulu is the only right. salulu. Delulu. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I hit it in the bunker, but I could hit this bunker shot really tight and make par. Hell and like yeah. that is a very reasonable reaction to it. And yeah. if you don't Anything allow yourself to even be a little bit delusional, then you're just going to carry it with you, carry it with you. And you're going to like dunk it in the bunker. And then you're going to like get mad and slap another one out. Like we've all seen that video of Sergio. Like that's trying, like I'm sure that he had been trying to just pretend he didn't care. And then it just comes yeah. out and, everyone's guilty of it you just have to figure out what works for you so that you don't carry that with you yeah because then you won't get that invite back then you'll be that jerk that doesn't get the invite back (laughs) right right, yes exactly and my man is having a menti b in the sand bunker (laughs) that's no that is no place that is no place to have a menti b on the rocks please people for the most part they don't know how good you are at golf so like they don't know what's yeah. standard True. for you. So like if you True. shoot well, and, a shot, and like they don't care. Who cares? Nobody yeah, cares. No, right. No one cares I don't what give you're a shooting shit. out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Like, because people think they do. And the worst is being a woman. I experience it a lot with men where yeah. they get so mad because like I don't know what I'm shooting right now. I don't know if I'm beating you, but they sure do. And so it's like they get really mad when I hit like a good shot and then they, and it's like when they hit a bad shot, right? Like I can tell, like they go a little sassy is what it is. Like it's a little, like a little short, you know? Well, I don't play with them again. (laughs) They don't get the invite. (laughs) Every time, every time. So when we first started group golf therapy, Mm -hmm. I was, I was on this hill alone like i will never again play with anyone i don't immediately know or have known for Mm -hmm. five plus years i want them to be my best friends only because i don't trust anyone and i don't like anyone i don't like strangers i was beating that drum i've since eased on that i'm Mm -hmm. i'm open to playing as a single and seeing who i get matched up with but every time i hear some shit like that I'm yeah, like, I was right. Nice. Yeah, I was right. But you know <laughs> what? Everybody out here sucks. Sometimes it is people you know, and you don't expect it from them, but they just True, get and so that's mad. The most betraying. And you're like, I oh, thought I knew did, you. Did you? And like the and right, they might only have been playing golf for like three years or something. And you're like, did yeah. you think you were gonna like did, not to be mean, but did you think you were gonna beat me? Like, right? I've been playing. Do you for- know who I am? Like. <laughs> All right, that's not how I meant it. <laughs> nah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Junkyard Maddie coming back out. <laughs> Junkyard Maddie, yeah. Maddie Unchained. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Um, <laughs> you only been playing for oh, him. Wow, that's so real. Oh my god, that's oh. I'm sorry that happens. Oh yeah. shit. I mean, but the thing is, it's not that they get mad at me, right? They get mad at themselves, and I think it's just because. There's probably something in them that's telling them, well, a girl can do it. Hey man, and hey I man, should be able pa- to. The patriarchy has done a number on us all. It's yeah. uh, it sure has. It, and it sure I don't has. think that they're bad people for it either. It's just like uncomfortable because like it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You can it's tell that they're they are fighting an emotion. And a little disappointing. And you're like, yeah. just let it out, dude. At this yeah. point, I know you're gonna throw your club yeah. in the woods. Like, just do it. Have you heard of the bitch zone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me introduce you to. Let me introduce you to. The Would you like to step into the bitch zone with me? Right. <laughs> trick. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. One more thing I want to say about delusion. It's like the the valve release mm. for that pent up emotion, right? Yeah. Like you get you get those high. You know, I'm I'm about to throw this club. I'm about to scream. 
But then you tell yourself, hey, I might hold out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just really, it might, the, just the hint of delusion just releases that yeah. valve ever so slightly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having the delusion without the like bubble gum, rainbows, everything's going to be fine positivity, yes. that's the key. You can't pretend to be delusional. You kind of have to believe it. Yes, right? Like you true. can't just be like fake delusional, fake positive. That's why Tiger Woods is teeing it up this week. Yeah. He's real delusional. He's real. He's, he's capital, capital D delusional. <laughs> he built the house of delusional. Yeah. He has an estate on Delusion Island. <laughs> yes. That's wild. Um, Maddie, we have a, uh, we're, we're very graciously sponsored by the good people at Red Rooster. They make our favorite mm. golf gloves in the game. Mm. And we have a segment on the show that we call Get a Grip. Um, okay. where we give our guests a full uninterrupted minute to rant about anything okay. in golf that is currently grinding their gears at the moment. So we want to extend the invitation to you to get a grip on something that is okay. grinding your gears. All right. Um, I think I would say get a grip on um, your club selection and how you get fitted and stop trying to get fitted into a a stiff shaft, whatever, like stop trying to hit clubs that are not good for you. They're not meant Mm -hmm. for your game. They're not going to benefit you just for the ego of being able to say, yeah, before iron in the bag or I'm playing blades or whatever. There's nothing more frustrating than playing with somebody who should be playing equipment that has more of that like technology that's going to help them, but they're just They've got too much of an ego. They can't let it go. Or someone who's playing a shaft that's too stiff for them or too heavy for them or whatever it might be. And they think that it means that they're less strong, whatever. You're probably actually losing distance. You're probably not as accurate as you could be. And you're not having as much fun. You could shoot lower scores if you were fit in the right shaft for your driver because you're going to maximize your smash factor and you're going to maximize that like speed coming through impact. You're going to get so much more out of it if you have the right shaft in your club. So I would say, don't be afraid of the equipment that helps you. That is my rant. Don't be afraid to play something that you think might be for a worse player. You may love it. You may not have to try as hard. That's my rant. Mm, get a get grip. a grip. Get a damn grip. <laughs> All the club fitters that are listening to this show in their cars right now are punching their ceilings. Yeah, licking their That's lips. Fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I try and tell them that every time. Yeah. But you know why? It's my get a grip because I'm someone that probably is guilty of it, right? Like, uh, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. to go get fit for a new driver. My shaft is way too heavy for me. So that was a little yeah. guided towards me too. Don't, okay. Don't um. We love a self-aware queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I, but I do, I will say again, the patriarchy's done a number on us all. And I, I have to imagine that, that, that what you're describing affects, uh, some, some of our, some of our men golfers, mm. uh, disproportionately. It's the, the, <laughs> yes. the, the, the big watch Absolutely. kind of thing yep. going on. You know, I would say I would relate it to in college, there was like a big wave of people playing with push carts And then there were the few that were like, I don't need a push card. I'm strong enough to carry my own bag. And they're like, there's research that's been proven that it can lower your score by three strokes or an average of two strokes or whatever it was. I was one of those people that was like, I don't need a push card. I'm strong enough. Mm, And then mm, I played one round in like a hundred degree weather in North Carolina with a push cart. I had the umbrella set up and I was like, oh, that's like golf at an all inclusive. This is what I've I've been missing out on. It's a nice walk. My back's yeah. not tight. Yes. I'm able to, to just Jesus moment. stand under some shade. I have shade at all times. Yeah, I, sh- I truly did. I saw the oh, light. Yeah. I was like, all right, push cart yeah. gang for life now. Push cart mafia. Push cart mm-hmm. mafia. We out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love this. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think other meat and potatoes questions that we might have missed. Um, do you have an emotional support item in your golf bag? Ooh, that's a great yes. question. Yeah. I would say maybe not so much emotional support, but definitely, um, when I was playing competitive golf in college, I always had the same, um, ball marker. 
And mm. if I didn't play well, I had like three in rotation. So if I didn't play well, it was a superstition. I would change out Walking to a new out. one. And if I started putting better or I started playing better, I would only use that ball marker. Mm. Um, Until yeah. it, the, the luck wore off. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You were going like yep. this. Did you have it fixed to your hat? Yeah, it was a hat clip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, it was like one of them was one of those like really like crystally bejeweled ones from oh, Pinehurst. Yo, yep. yeah. I love those. I, I honestly normalize playing with those again because yeah. I love I, seeing them. Yeah, they I were love fun. Them yeah, they are. Sure. They're fun. Yeah, they're just and all fun. The old, all the old ladies had them, and so they you'd be out they on the do. course, and you'd see some new ones. You're like, I didn't know they made a ladybug. What? I got to get the ladybug in the pro shop. It's already gone. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm out there with their two yeah. red hair and their two. bejeweled yep. ladybug golf. Yeah. Embrace the colors. I mean, you don't embrace just have to wear navy and white, you know, you can yeah, true. add a little bejeweled accent to your, to your outfit. <laughs> I love it. Um, what is, what do you, what is your, uh, golf toxic trait? Ooh, I'll give you an example. Mm. We like, we like to share our examples on here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, for Bradford, every time he steps up to a par three, he thinks it's going to be a one. He he knows it's going in. He's going to make it. Like, Maddie, let's be honest. The hole's 140 yards away. It's <laughs> so close. I'm it's, so, I mean, it's right there. I mean, it's but right one there. of these days, the Delulu is going to pay off. Talk about the I'm Delulu. Saying, yeah. Delulu yeah. is the Salulu. Mm-hmm. He, he got his Delula Oblongata fired up right now. I sure do. It is humming. <laughs> it is humming back there. Yeah, things working overtime. Um, and then my my go- my toxic trait is I'll only say good shot to my playing partner if I hit a better one. It's funny every time. <laughs> it's funny every time. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he thought he was a nice guy. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Wow, I don't want to play golf with you. Jeez. It's actually not true. I just use that Because he'll be saying good shot all the time. <laughs> it's um, a yeah. really good example, though. It's yeah, a good that example. is a great It's example. not true. It's not true. That's not my golf toxic. Okay. I okay. promise. Okay. Ooh, I think my golf toxic trait is, I don't know if it counts. So you guys can tell me, but I will always take my time to read my putts, even if like... It, even if we're like slowing people up, whatever, oh, that's not true. I will, I will be quick, but I, I do try to like read my putts and I do aim point, but I don't do the full aim point. I do with my feet. I go and feel it. And then okay. this is the toxic. Are you, part. are you holding, yeah. are you holding fingers up? I don't do the fingers. I don't do no the fingers. Fingies. I just okay. feel okay. it with my feet. And then with my eyes, I go, okay, that confirms what I was thinking. This is the line. Okay. okay. I used to will do the ever, fingers. Will though. you ever turn around and uh, face away from the hole? Have you seen anyone do that before? Yeah. I, I mean, I, we, we were aimpoint certified in college. So that was my real toxic trait was that we were aimpoint certified and we had to use it on the course. Like you have a piece um, that of paper that so says Madeline McClurg aimpoint director. Um, no, for college, our coach got endpoint certified, and then she taught all of us how to use it. And so she was like, "If I'm going to get endpoint certified, you're going to use it." And I mean, it worked, right? Like we made a ton of putts, but it was really embarrassing to walk up. You're like shooting, I don't know, an 85, and you look like a freaking hardo because you're like, "Okay, I think it's yeah." It is so. I, funny. I gotta say, that's tough. That's that's yeah. Just tough. It was yeah. That, it was a tough look. And I that's still tough. do the aim point feet. So I feel like that's my, that's my. That's not as egregious because not everybody knows what you're doing. That's not everybody. Point. But yeah. once it is, it's in the closet, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I forgot golf how to do it. My golf toxic trait is using aim point. My golf toxic trait is using aim point. That is such so a good answer. fucking funny. But you yeah, know why great. it's toxic? Because I'm not good enough to use it and like be shooting even par or better. Right, right, right. right like right. you, if you're using aim point, you you have to be like 75 or better that day. You, you have, have to be to. really, really good. There's just yeah. no way you can't not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not using aim point at Roosevelt. Right. And that's the, that's the other thing you have to pick your, you have to pick your environment. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to sleepy hollow, aim point the shit out of that yeah, course. Yeah. 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 Get your, your money's worth. If you're going to Diker, 
maybe keep mm-hmm. that one in the bag. Keep maybe right. tucked. Yeah. Maybe keep yeah, keep it tucked. Same thing with like using a yardage book, right? Or like a pin yes. sheet. Yes. Oh, oh, I, pin that sheet. is yeah, another yeah, yeah. toxic trait. I always grab a pin sheet. Never use it. Same. But I always grab one. It's the it's I the caddy in me. It. I like to yeah. know where things are. It's a good I, it's a good keepsake. Yeah. And then yeah. I throw Emotion, it out that's emotional support uh item you grab at the, at the pro shop. That Definitely. is, yeah. It's always Definitely. free. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um final question for me tying into maybe the the mental health of it all. Mm-hmm. Um we're coming up to our year's end. I don't know how you feel about the the Julian calendar and putting things in perspective about new year new me kind of perspective but do you have any goals or intentions for yourself for this next season of life uh regarding your mental health Ooh, yeah i think um so i have been i always have been i've always gone to therapy i feel like it's always been a big part um my parents have always encouraged it they've never had any weird like stigma around it which is amazing um But I think I would like to start like doing the homework, not that I don't do the homework, but doing the homework that's hard, doing the work that is difficult, that like sitting in a bad feeling and not just because I have a bad habit of like, is it what is it like um, intellectualizing your feelings or whatever you mm-hmm. basically just like explain like in your head, you go, okay, well, this is probably why that person did this. And this is why I did that. And then you evade feeling anything Mm -hmm. so i think my goal is to do the hard work um and sit in those like bad feelings and allow myself to really feel what's going on and then growing and moving from it right um and then i'd say also not being afraid to and it's it's not confrontation because i don't like to use the word confrontation i don't i rarely fight with my friends i rarely fight Mm -hmm. with anyone um but just finding out how to have those hard conversations, whether it's in work or with golf or with my friends or family or whatever, just figuring out how to like make the space for myself, practice whatever I need to say. And then when I, when it comes time actually committing and like Mm -hmm. bringing up whatever it is that's bothering me or whatever, I usually am that person that's like, well, if I just sleep on it and if it doesn't bother me tomorrow, then I won't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And then I don't bring it up. And then three months later, you know, one of your friends is like, oh, can you pass me that? And then it all like comes crashing down, whatever you're like, Ooh. I can't believe you would say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Those are, those are really, really thoughtful and, and good intentions for yourself. Very mm-hmm. self-aware. That's great. Um, I also feel wildly seen about the <laughs> over-intellectualization of feeling we've talked about this a lot Bradford and I um but that's real cuz like you have the you have the language and the understanding clearly if you yes. especially if you've been in therapy you've been given that toolkit mm-hmm. to know what's happening on yes. a, on an intellectual level but that completely disembodies you and you don't actually like feel the thing bitch yeah sucks sucks yeah yeah well you think you're getting out of it right you think like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> just you're missed like, it yeah. Right, right. Great job. <laughs> Miss me. I, yeah. I was able to yeah. name the thing. My work <laughs> exactly. here is done. That's, yep, exactly. Yeah. Work's done. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep, exactly. yep, exactly. And the hard conversations thing too. I mean, that's like... Uh, and they don't have to be negative either, right? Like sometimes yeah, right. it's like good things or... But you're just like afraid to broach the topic. I don't know. Yeah. I'm somebody that gets like a little nervous when it comes to talking to people about more serious things. I'm a, I'm a great... Uh, shower time hard conversation haver though like mm. i will i will simulate a hard conversation in the shower oh say, yeah like to to a t i'll have a script mm-hmm. and Absolutely. then when it's time to have it it's like i i know nothing i forgot my lines yes yeah. line yes line, yes. line. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because i used to sit on my couch with my roommate uh, one of my old roommates when we lived together i would sit there and i'd be like okay so then if this guy says this, then I'm going to say this, and then this is it, and then I'm going to say that, and then hopefully the conversation will go like this. And she goes, Maddie, this is like really unhealthy. You just need to talk to them. 
Oh, wow. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Wait, no, I can practice the conversation and I can play out every scenario in my head and then I'm ready and then I'm prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a great time to do that, though. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This was well, fun. Yeah, Maddie, thanks so much. This was really yeah. fun. Yeah.